Well, the playoffs are powered by the Packwood Locker here on Round Guy Radio. The Packwood Locker seem to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. I want to thank all the other sponsors for the season. Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Uh, Rob Moore and the Livestock Risk Management Partnership Group there in Minneapolis. uh, 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Real Smart Highlights of Columbus Junction. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Wester Drug uh, of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa. Speaking of Oskaloosa, we are sponsoring a, uh, not only sponsoring a card show uh, at the Penn Central Mall, February 24th, but myself uh, and Steve Pilchin, the round guy, will be there. Uh, I'll have all the team sets, you know, you want Yankees cards, you want Cubs cards, you want Cardinals cards, you want Red Sox, you want to see the Texas Rangers, whatever you want, we got them, all the rookies and uh, vintage cards that you like, uh, but Steve Pilchin is bringing a lot of broken uh, bats uh, from Major League games, used in Major League games, uh, and they're signed, including a, a, a Mauer, or a Joe Mauer. Uh, he's also got uh, a game-used uniform from Damon Harrison, uh, who played at William Penn, was a, uh, uh, played for two uh, NFL teams, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, last year's Mr. Relevant, I believe, was uh, Purdy, wasn't it? Yes, he was. So he's got that. He also has a he has a Brian Piccolo football card signed by Gail Sayers, uh, and all kinds of crazy stuff that Round Guy has. Uh, uh, he has some nice stuff, and I think some of that Oskaloosa stuff, like that Harrison uniform, will probably be excited. Uh, but we're also excited to have Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union with us. Welcome, Andy. Hello, hello. Well, I'm glad that you are here with us. Uh, um, kind of, I'm going to go over kind of some of the scores uh, of tonight, and you kind of take me through the matchups uh, uh, of the next round, the implications of these wins, and maybe uh, say something nice about some of these teams that are going home too. So, for sure. We will start with EBF with a 73 Mid Prairie 61 uh, score. Yes. Yeah, I um, I tuned in. This is on SCC TV and so on the way back. I was at Winfield today, so on the way back from Winfield. I uh, peeked in on it. Looked like um, Eddieville was up just six or seven points with a couple minutes left. So Mid Prairie did give him a really good fight. Uh, what's this kid's name that threw down a nasty two handed dunk that, that put him up about nine? Um, and then the announcer said that that was his third dunk of the day. So uh, I'm trying to remember this kid's name is. He's a real athletic-looking kid. I'm just going to guess it's their leading scorer, maybe uh, Brooks Moore. But uh, this dude, I mean, if you go back on SEC and watch when they're up, you know, Eddieville's up, you know, just like seven points. So Mid-Prairie definitely had a chance, and he just drove through the loan and two-hand dunked it. So uh, Eddieville's got a really good team this year, and uh, Mid-Prairie gave them all they could uh, handle there until the last couple of minutes. Well, uh, an outstanding season for Mid Prairie. All the effort uh, uh, in the world. It, it's. Uh, I didn't get to see Mid Prairie. Um, can you say something about them? Yeah, I got to see them a couple times. Um, first off, they have one of the best shooters in the entire area with Ace Peck. I mean, he can just line it up from about anywhere. Um, whether he's getting the ball off a pass or or pull it up or or whatever, you know, um, he's been huge for him this year. Um, Bryce Henry is just a sophomore. He leads the team in, um, 
and points. Uh, and he uh, he's already first team uh, All River Valley just as a sophomore. Peck is a junior. Brady Weber, the point guard, is a junior. Um, so it is definitely a team that uh, has uh, going to have some chops going into um, next year. Uh, you know, obviously they've lost. You know, they they were at the state tournament a couple years ago. Last year they had some good seniors that they lost. So um, they will really miss Dylan Henry, their third uh, third leading scorer. And um, Landon Sullivan, Brock Harlan, both seniors. Um, but um, this is going to be a good team for, for years to come, or you know, for the next couple of years anyway. And they can really shoot the ball. But, and the guys that are coming back next year can really, really shoot the ball. All right. Uh, well, Eddieville Blakesburg had a great team last year. Looks like they are uh, continuing that tradition this year. Uh, yeah. Because uh, uh, if you're still playing... You're a pretty good team. There's no question about it at this point. Yeah, and I know that they were, uh, I believe they are top dogs in the South Central Conference. They have, uh, their five leading scorers are seniors, so this is their year to do it. You know, this this is their big year. Okay. Well, uh, Winfield Mount Union has a couple big-time seniors. Uh, they took on Danville tonight. Uh, you were there. I'm going to let you tell the story. Yeah, uh, well, the, uh, let me get the final, and this one was 61-40, to 40, Winfield Mount Union. Um, it was a uh, close first quarter. Um, Danville was actually up by one with a few seconds left in the first quarter. Uh, Jake Edwards um, came up with a steal and dished it ahead to Carter Lloyd, who had a layup. Uh, and Gabe Hemsworth scored seven points in the first quarter. So those are your three guards. You know, everyone talks about the two big guys, obviously, Cam Buffington and Abram Edwards, and they eventually got their uh, money's worth. Uh, Buffington had 18 points, and Edwards had 15. Gabe Hemsworth ends up with 12, but... Um, Second and third and fourth quarter, uh, Winfield dominated on offense, and they dominated on defense pretty much. Uh, offensively, they were getting open cuts to the basket. They were hitting shots. You know, they were just dominating inside. They had a few, I think, three possessions in a row where they just uh, dumped it down to Abram Edwards, and he just backed his man down and, and had a layup. And Cam Buffington had a, a really sweet uh, follow, put-back uh, uh, dunk after a missed three. Um, so they, they were just firing on all cylinders, up a bunch of blocked shots. You know, Danville uh, uh, couldn't do too much to him. And you know what? This is the first time, at least since 2011, that Winfield Mount Union has beaten Danville. Um, so at least uh, about 14, 15 years, and it uh, goes back further. So who knows the last time that Winfield Mount Union beat Danville? Well, it looks like they did her tonight. Uh, Scotty Melvin says they put on a clinic tonight. They were, uh, particularly in the second half, very dominant against a team that he's been a following. Danville says yeah. they're real good. Yeah, Danville's really good. I mean, I saw him beat New London by a ton. Um, you know, they beat Holy Trinity. They beat Sigourney. They've won a bunch of games in a row. They were, they were hot coming into this game, but it was a it was a clinic. It was a it was a way of showing off just how good uh, Winfield Union can be. Well, it does seem like the. Uh... Big-time teams, especially these number one seeds, sure seem to be uh, sharpening their sword as, as this tournament yeah. goes on. Uh, here's a team a little bit out of your area, but it has some implications for what's going on here. Gladbrook Rhinebeck uh, uh, barely beats Belle Plaine here, 56-51. to 51. Belle Plaine was the number two in the sickle. Uh, uh, we kind of expected Gladbrook Rhinebeck to get past them, but I think it's a little closer than I thought it would be. Yes, not only not only was it 56-51, it was 56-51 in overtime, and I believe Bell Plain had a shot to win it at the buzzer uh, and couldn't come up. But yeah, you look at what Bell Plain did against 
um, Kyoto this year. And Kyoto was able to handle him, even being the second team in, um, in the sickle, uh, uh, in that division. I mean, uh, Kyoto beat him by 41 points and, you know, 30 points. And so maybe Belplane just played a really good game today. And uh, the, transi- the transitive property, as they call it, isn't always, uh, doesn't always ring true. But uh, uh, given how well um, Kyoto played today, uh, you know, and 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 Gladbrook Reinbeck playing a close game. That's got to be a good sign for for someone who wants uh, Kyoto to uh, go a long way here. Well, uh, that brings us to this next game, which is why we're talking about this Gladbrook Reinbeck game because it's going to set up a matchup with the winner of this game, which was Kyoto, uh, as they they played North Tama. Now North Tama came up there uh, just shooting lights out. They got a lead of about four points, like thirty six two or something. Early in the uh, right, I think both teams scored thirty points in the first quarter. Um, it was, but it was not to be. Uh, as in the second half, Kyoto came out and just stomped. Uh, they looked like a a, a a state championship team. They they were just firing at all cylinders, and you know, offensively, defensively, passing, stealing. Blocking shots. Evan Vivito, I think, got 28. Uh, Aiden McGuire oh. come in off the bench with about 14 or somewhere around that. Had 10 points in about two minutes. Um, uh, uh, Hayfley played a great game. Sawyer Stout played a great game. Killer Cole Kendrick played a magnificent game. You just couldn't stop handing out the, the praise. Kyoto's for real, baby. They got nine seniors over there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, they got uh, some juniors and sophomores that are stellar. They got a deep, deep, deep bench. Uh, how far do you think Kyoto can go here? Yeah, nine seniors, and that's nine of their top uh, nine of their top eleven scorers, and also five of their top six are seniors. So, yeah, that's the kind of team you want to have in the tournament. Um, you know, where it's where it's here we go, we're ride or die, all, all for nothing, and they have to be big favorites next week. Looking back through um, the rest of their bracket now key who is the team that if ever if everybody wins um would end up playing them in the sub-state finals uh key uh, certainly uh, had an impressive game today they won by 35 points so might be a clash of the titans at the end of that if they can get back um past gladbrook reinbeck but yeah they're at benton um uh, benton schools on uh on tuesday so you start getting the um um, where where one team doesn't host the uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it when oh, nobody hosts the game. Site. The neutral site. There we go. The neutral site. You know, Gladbrook's only lost five games, um, but, uh, but we'll, we'll see if anyone. I mean, if Piano can just keep keep the high octane stuff and just keeps like making games like this where they're scoring 87 points, that's the kind of game they want to play. They play uh, so even they if you start tonight, like, they'll win this next game. Yeah, even if you start playing with them and you start, you know, like North Tama was doing today, well, that's just the kind of game that Kyoto wants to play. So what if they'll keep scoring and usually their opponent won't? Well, I didn't always write these down in the, the best order from what we we're trying to talk about here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, but we won't have to worry about who this next team plays anyway because they didn't win. So Marquette yeah. Valley 59, Hillcrest 46. Uh, Hillcrest uh, looks like they're 1-1 one one in the playoffs. Uh I really like Hillcrest. Uh, love their coach, Gingrich, uh, Seth Hours, uh, uh, Rowan Miller. I, I really like that team. Yeah, me too. And I, I, you know, I know that we knew that Marquette Catholic was one of the better teams uh, from last year. You know, 
um, that McShane kid, it was, you know, I watching him play, you're like, this is a, a real star. And um, it looked like Hillcrest got played him pretty close, you know. Uh, um, it was an 11-point game at halftime. And then Hillcrest cut it to an eight-point game after three quarters. Uh, but Makoka Valley had uh, just a little too much for him late. So uh, we knew that Hillcrest would would be able to give them a real game, and they did. Um, but that shows how close Hillcrest was to the you know the top teams in 1A because Makoka Valley is definitely one of those. All right. Well, here is the game I should have mentioned right after Winfield-Mount Union because I believe the winner of this game is going to play Winfield-Mount Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, and although this was a very good game for three quarters, uh, um, you know, this game and a lot of games that were very close, you know, it gets late in the game and then you start fouling and they give you two shots. And if you make the two shots and then they foul and you make the two shots, it, it's, it starts to make the score skew a, a, um, away what was a pretty good game. Yeah. But Notre Dame winds up with a 54-40 win uh, here as uh, – not much scored out of Waco in the third in the fourth period. Uh, um, sad to see the the Waco Warriors end. There was a, a, a couple times in that game where I didn't. I thought that they were going to win it, but uh, yeah, wasn't uh-huh. to be. You got any thoughts on this game and and also yeah. this Notre Dame? Uh, this sets up the Winfield Mount Union Notre Dame matchup, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. So Waco. Um, Hunter said they only made uh, like six baskets in the second half or something like that. So they just went cold. Um, I, I tuned in, um, when they were cutting it to, uh, you know, to, to 10 or whatever it was, um, and, um, they put a little run into it, but if you can't make shots, it's harder. You're on the road. It's a little tougher. And Notre Dame has just been so good lately. Um, you know, they almost beat West Burlington. They beat, I remember we, they beat Pekin by 40, like right after the brackets came out and we were like, oh, that's a little dangerous. Um, they beat Minneapolis by 20-something. So, uh, I'll tell you what, Clay Edwards, um, the Winfield Union coach, said it's probably the best on-ball defense or, or uh, um, pressure defense that, they'll, that they have played um, when they play against Notre Dame. So, it should be very interesting. And it is a rematch. I believe they played last year um, in the tournament. Yes. Last year in the tournament, Winfield beat them 63-49. to So, they haven't played this year, but it is a rematch from a game from last year where there are a lot of the similar uh, similar um, teams playing. And I remember that night. Um, it just so happened that Winfield and Burlington, Notre Dame, were playing in the playoffs in girls and boys basketball against each other. Like, they met each, they met up in the same day, and so they just made it a doubleheader. And uh, it was a crazy atmosphere for, for both those games. Yeah, it does seem kind of uh, pretty exciting, actually. Uh, well, let's... let's um... Man, that's going to be, they're going to thump heads. Uh, do you know who EBF would play? Yes. Um, I, had, I had it earlier. EBF plays against um, Pella Christian. That's at Oscar. Oh, my. Yes, I saw that game. Uh, uh, but we'll get to that one. All right. Well, my next score here, um, this was a pretty close game at halftime. Uh, but Holy Trinity comes out and just does everything in the second half here and gets a 55-29 win over a really good Moravia team. I did kind of expect Holy Trinity to win this game, but, you know, maybe in the 5-10 to 10 point range. Uh, uh, but they dang near doubled up uh, uh, Moravia, who has plenty of great, talented players. Um, 
Uh, looked like there was kind of a defensive battle uh, in yeah. the first half, but um, really hard to hold Holy Trinity down. Uh, so, yeah, they, go ahead. They were only up one point at halftime, um, and it was so low scoring. It was like 19 to 18. But then you look, they, they only gave up 29 against Moravia tonight. They only gave up 19 last week. So Holy Trinity has only given up 38 points total in their two playoff games. Yeah, their defense is stingy, and their offense, they're so capable on offense. I know uh, Luke Helligy got 20, uh, and everybody else did what they do, you know, uh, kind of spread it out evenly and did really well. Uh, but they're moving on. Uh, I'm not sure who they're going to take on. Uh, oh, I do. They, they play. Uh, they're they're going to play North Mahaska. Uh, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get to that, all right? Uh, yeah. Let's let's go back here. Uh, Pella Christian. 75, Albia 64. Albia uh, showed me they can shoot tonight, they, and they did stay pretty even with them there till about middle of the second quarter, and then Pella Christian just does what Pella Christian does, which is yeah. score tons of points and, and be huge and hard to shoot over, and yep. you know, um, so uh, and who's Pella Christian going to play then? Yeah, so now, so Pella Christian gets Eddieville Blakesbury Fremont, which is oh, interesting. Oh, that's right, okay, because, you just said that, right? Okay. Yeah. So that'll, so be, a good a, one. that'll be a good one, and that's going to be in Oskaloosa? That'll be in, uh, um, that one is in Oskaloosa, yes. Yeah, Eddieville that'll versus be, Pella Christian. Be, um, that's nice, I like that. I like that That's a, a perfect setup for those two teams, because yeah, they're both so be close. Yeah, that'll be fine, one's north of there and one's south of there, that'll, mm -hmm. uh, nobody, that'll be a big one, they'll, they'll fill that gym up, I bet. Yeah, and then the other side of that bracket is going to be Al Burnett versus uh, Regina Catholic. So those will be good games throughout from from the end of uh, from the end of that um, substate. Okay, and that does bring me to my next score here, which is Iowa City Regina sixty eight, Wilton fifty seven. Uh, the Beavers in their season they just beat Regina uh, yeah. on a last second bucket uh, just a few days ago. Yeah, on the seventh, which is eight days ago here. So. Um, Definitely had two two familiar teams, but uh, Regina, you know, at home, looks like they get it done. Uh, I mean, Regina had been flipping. Regina had lost to West Branch, Solon, Mid Prairie, beat West Liberty, and then they lost to Wilton. And something got back into them today, and Regina was able to, to pull it together. Well, Regina's always tough in whatever you're playing them in, and they come out the winners in this one. Uh, and uh, sad to see the Wilton Beavers go. They're a great team, and I enjoyed watching them and following them and covering them this year. West Burlington, 76, Central Lee, 59. Uh, uh, West Burlington had a bye last uh, Monday, I think, so this is their first game. Uh, um, seemed like they just cruised in this game, although 59 is pretty, pretty uh, impressive for Central Lee, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if they scored the, the first couple times, but that's only a 17 point game um you know centrally had a pretty close game in their first one yeah this uh um sets up this is really interesting because west burlington has really been you know dominating teams all year they're now 20 and 0 and now this sets up uh, a situation here where they're where they're going to play a um a really good west branch team and we'll see if they can uh, keep the magic alive all right well west branch does get past meepo tonight as the Bulldog season ends, 53-45, uh, I watched that game. It was very close. But that was yeah. another one of those 
you know, you foul. I mean, geez, you foul got uh, you know uh, in the last minute or so of the game, uh, try and stop that clock, and they score. Then you foul again, and they score, and they score, and they score, and and what was a you know two, three, four point game turns into almost a five point game or a ten point game, you know. But yeah. uh, pretty good effort from Meepo tonight. But uh, West Burlington's all or West Branch's awful good, and uh, you say they're going to take on uh, West Burlington. Yeah, and uh, that'll be a battle of, of really good guards. West Branch's point guard, Holden uh, Arneman. He scores 24 points a game and dishes out almost five assists per game. So we know I how good the West Branch is. I interviewed him uh, early oh, really? in the year in Fairfield at one of those round-robin deals they have where you play each mm-hmm. team 20 minutes and then you move on. That was There's a lot of teams there. Uh, and, and that kid was certainly the best player there that night. Uh uh, but they they get a nice little win here, and they're moving on. And then this last game, uh, which is going to set up this matchup with Holy Trinity, is North Mahaska uh, in what looks like a a, a barn burner or or a, a Donnie Brook or a or an old old fashioned street fight here. Uh, wins a forty six forty two game, uh, um, and uh, in a battle of, of sickle teams. Yeah, and these two teams played less than a month ago, and North Mask beat them by eight. Um, actually, they played twice this year. The first time, Montezuma beat them by 20, so it's pretty interesting there. Uh, but North Mask survives. Um, yeah, they go uh, to play Holy Trinity. I'm really curious to see how, how Holy Trinity does it. You know, they have, Holy Trinity kind of got thrown in the different district where they're playing a bunch of different teams instead of just playing the Super Conference teams like... Uh, you know, like the like the Winfield and uh, Notre Dame have been doing. So I'm very interested. That's going to be at Atumwa Middle School, uh, that Holy Trinity North Mask game. So actually, North Mask has the, um, I believe that gives, they're a little bit closer. It'll be too terrible much. Well, yeah, I guess it'll be even travel-wise. Was there any other games that we didn't talk about that were of interest to you or... Or other teams that we're going to be playing here. Let's see it. I think all of our union teams we've we've mentioned. So I'm trying to just scoop around here to make sure there's nothing. Uh, um, there's nothing else. I guess. Um, yeah, Marquette Catholic and Bellevue both won by a lot in the in what was the Hillcrest um, region, but they're out. So that kind of kind of poo-poo's that region for me. Um, no, uh, 3A does start on Monday, so before these small schools play again, there will be 3A games, um, and that will um, include uh, the grudge match between Mount Pleasant and Keokuk at Keokuk um, in, in the 4-5 game in Substate 5. The winner of that would probably play Solon, um, who was undefeated until uh, a couple games ago. Uh, Washington is up at Clear Creek and Manor, and Fort Madison will be in Williamsburg. Oh, and then... Um, um, and then um, Fairfield um, got a different uh, substate than the rest of the SEC schools, um, and they are up in uh, Marion uh, to try and uh, pull the upset there. Okay. That sounds like a tall order, but... Uh, Wait, not Marion. Sorry. Yeah, Marion. Yeah, that's what I thought they played was Marion. Yep, uh, yep. Well, uh, so 3A is on Monday, and uh, uh, 1A is on Tuesday? Yep. Yep, and so then 3A is so the quarterfinals, so then they'll be... Gosh, yeah. I mean, uh, um, you could go to Oskaloosa and get a good game. You go to Tumble and get a good game. I don't know. 
gosh, I might, might like to see one of those games. Minneapolis, yeah, and the Notre Dame-Winfield uh, game was in Minneapolis. Yeah, so we should have, I mean, next week well, there's going to be three or four days. in the Next week's the best week of basketball um, that there is because it's the big, it's the big where all the best area teams are still going against each other to, to see who's going to state. So ne- next week is kind of the the premier week of basketball, in my opinion. All right. Well, uh, if you come to the sports show, uh, sports card show, Oscaloosa 24th, uh, I've got some uh, L.A. De La Cruz game use relics. Uh, uh, I got a Jordan Walker Museum Club autograph. Uh, I, I, I got a lot of great stuff. I got a lot of great stuff. Round Gal has some stuff that will uh, make my stuff uh Look embarrassing, uh, but you can come up, meet us, and talk to us. We'll be there all day. Uh, I think it's like ten to five or nine to five or something like that. Well, Andy, uh, you got anything else for our listeners before we let you go? No, I don't think so. I think I think uh, I think we're all good. I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice again. So we'll when see we'll how that lasts. Like when will we be able to see uh, the pictures and the stories on these uh, games you were at tonight? Um, stories will be on uh, this weekend, They'll, and then the next newspaper is Tuesday, so that'll have everything for this weekend as well as state wrestling, which, uh, depending on how our, our wrestlers, we at least had two with um, Kale McCabe from Fairfield and Russell Coyle from Columbus uh, go on to the semifinals today. I actually have to check to see our 1A kids. Uh, we got one from Highland and two from Waco. Um, and if anybody's in the championship, then I'll be there at Wells Fargo on Saturday. Um, so we'll have that on Tuesday, and then let's see. That looks like that means that the Monday night, so the next rounds, uh, the Monday night, Tuesday night, the games, the big ones will be in next Thursday. But they'll all be on the line, southeastiowaunion.com, way before that. We've been talking to Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. Uh, Nobody knows more about local sports than he does. Uh, Thanks for sharing it with our listeners, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much.